0: Amen. Okay, so let's get started. Hello, everyone. This is Cynthia Smalls with Back to God Ministries. How is everyone doing today? I pray that all is well in your lives, that you are walking by faith and not by sight. We are never giving up on our Lord Jesus Christ because we know He is coming back for us. Amen. Amen. Okay, I want to talk about the highway of repentance, the road to recovery. Because let me tell you, while we are still in this flesh, in this bodysuit on top of the earth, we are going to miss the mark. However, we do know that God calls us to repent, to stop sinning, to come out of our sins and get right with the Lord because We know that God sent his precious son, our Lord Jesus Christ, to this earth to die on that cross for the sins of the world. Jesus took on the full wrath of God. He paid the penalty that was due to us. Why? Because we sinned against God. We sinned against him. We broke his holy laws. We said that we're going to live life the way we want to live it. And so we live in rebellion and constant willful rebellion against Holy God. And when Jesus shed his blood on the cross, he made atonement for sin so that when he died and was buried and when he rose out of the grave three days later, he ascended back to heaven where he now intercedes for us. Amen. Amen. Okay, so. What happens when we miss the mark and we feel so bad about it since we know for a fact God does not want us to sin. He wants us to live righteously and holy. but we miss the mark and we're like, oh, come on, not again, not again, especially when I know better, right? Okay, so there's two doors, right? One door that leads to despair after we sin or the door of repentance. Okay, so I want us to take a look at the life of King David because we know King David had a heart after God. He ran after God, especially after he sinned because look, even though the Bible says that David has a heart for God after God, that he was in one with God and and doing his will to the fullest, but he was a man of war and he was a man of many failures, but that didn't stop him from coming to God, prostrating himself on the floor, crying and and weeping over his mistakes. You know what? But God lifted David up, right? Okay. So that is what I want to uh, um, have us look at today because This is an encouragement to all of us that when we miss the mark, right, and yes, we have a full understanding that we ought to stop sinning, right, but we also need encouragement so that we don't fall into the pit of despair like Judas when he betrayed our Lord Jesus Christ that night in the garden when he <laughs> sent the, the the battalion of Roman officials uh to come and arrest him, right? And yes, he did feel remorse afterwards. That's why he threw those dirty pieces of silver, uh silver down at the feet of those uh, uh Pharisees and. Sadducees you know but instead of coming to Christ and repenting, he found the nearest tree and hung himself and committed suicide and then we look at Peter right because you know Peter was he was all in it with the Lord Jesus Christ right and when the Lord told Peter that he's going to deny him three times Peter said oh no Lord no that would never happen right and what happened Exactly as the Lord said that uh, Peter did deny him three times. But you see, Peter wept bitterly, right? And he returned back to the Lord and the Lord restored him by asking him three times, Peter, do you love me? Okay, so we see that even though when we sin against God, when, when we do those things that cause us to stumble in our walk, especially if we are on the right path we had for a while been doing the right thing. We are not being tempted by sin. You know, we are about the father's business, doing good, right? But then lo and behold, here come that devil. looking to sift us as we and when we fall into temptation when we when we do the very thing that we vow we would never get back into right okay so we need encouragement in the body of christ this is not the time to beat ourselves up so like i said i want us to look at the life of king david okay so the question on the floor is this was David really a man at the God's own heart? The Bible calls David a man at the God's own heart twice. The first time was by Samuel who anointed him as, as backslidden King Saul, who was the first king of Israel, right? So and David was his successor. He says, but now your kingdom shall not continue. The Lord has sought for himself a man after his own heart. Because you see, King Saul was in rebellion to the Lord. And so the prophet came to him and says that God is going to take this kingdom from you. And he's going to put it into the hands of a man who runs after his own heart. And we can see that in 1 Samuel chapter 13, verse 14. Okay? The second time was by Apostle Paul, who recounted Israel's history by saying, "I have found David, the Son of Jesus, a man after my own heart, who would do all my will." And we can see that in Acts 13 verse 22. So does being a person after God's own heart means perfection? Oh, absolutely not. Certainly not. No one is perfect except Jesus, our Lord. Now, consider these eight major mistakes on David's record. Okay, so again, this is an encouragement to, to illustrate and to let us know that we may miss the mark, but granted, God will Always be there with his loving gift of repentance to those of us who sincerely, you know, have remorse and godly sorrow over what we did. So I love it when the Bible gives us examples because, yes, the Lord Jesus wants us to walk in holiness and righteousness until he comes back to give us our our resurrected body our glorified body our new heavenly dwelling we are still in this flesh and we will miss the mark so now look now these are the eight major mistakes in david's record now now this is not to call him out on anything but the bible puts it In there to show us that these are examples of when we miss the mark and what happens and the road to recovery that we need to be on. Okay, so now look, the first one, David lied to the priest and Nob. And Obi, when he fled from Saul, claiming he was on a secret mission for the king. So we can see that David did not always tell the truth. And we can see that story in 1 Samuel chapter 21, verses 1 through 9. Number two, when he was fleeing to Gath to escape Saul's wrath, David fled to Gath, the hometown of Goliath. Um, um, Goliath carrying the slain's giant sword, which is not a good idea. And when he was recognized, he faked insanity. Yeah, David was acting like he was going crazy, right? Um, to what? To avoid capture, torture, and death. And we can see that in 1 Samuel 21, verses 10 to 15. Number three, fighting for the Philistines. Now, He's supposed to be on Israel's side, and here he is over there in the enemy's camp, right? For sixteen months, David was a, a a mercenary for Israel's enemy. Strangely, he wrote no psalms. Okay, during this period, as the well of inspiration dried up, I could imagine so. Right, off in the in the enemy's camp, right? Amen. Okay, so number four, flubbing the transport of the ark of the covenant, the ark was handled carelessly and carried on a cart instead of on their priest's shoulders resulting in um, Uzzah, I'm, I'm, I am pray I'm saying this name right. It's spelled U-Z-Z-A-H, okay? Resulted in his death. We can see that in Second Samuel 6, verses one through 10, number five, here we go, the famous story, Falling into adultery. His most famous failure was his scandalous affair with Bathsheba. Okay. And number six, and, and what did he do to cover that up? Okay. He finished off her husband Uriah. Worse was the, was this subsequent cover up? The murder of her husband Uriah, the Hittite. And we can see that in 2 Samuel, uh, chapter 11, verses 1 through 27. Talk about scandal, okay, in the Bible. Number seven, uh, failing as a father, right? David failed to discipline his son um, Amnon for raping Tamar, his half-sister. This led to Absalom's rebellion who murdered Amnon in revenge and then tried to steal David's throne. I tell you, number eight, focusing on numbers instead of god late in life against joab's advice david insisted on counting his army his 1.3 million uh, troops were a source of pride Right. And false security, you know, because David was a mighty man of war. David has never um, lost not one battle. So I can see him getting off into pride about his mighty army. Right. And God told him, don't um, don't uh, do that census. So this displeased God who sent a plague and slew 70,000 men. And we can see that in Second Samuel, chapter 24, verses one through 25. Obviously, being a person after God's own heart doesn't mean perfection. Okay, so this is the encouragement today that when we do miss the mark, okay, no one was ever perfect. Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, is the only one that 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 was perfect. He fulfilled the law completely and with excellence. Amen. Okay, so being a person after God's own heart doesn't mean perfection. Or David would have been disqualified. Oh, absolutely, right? In fact, with his rap sheet, he should have been um, dethroned. He should have been banished from Israel, executed for adultery and murder. Oh, absolutely. And separated from God. This was what should have happened to him. And he should have been damned eternally. That is what he deserved, right? Okay. But instead, hallelujah, his Here's the gift of today, okay? Instead, he was forgiven, restored, Allowed to stay in power, given an everlasting covenant, included in the, in the, in the line of Jesus. He was promised to reign again as, as a prince with Christ in his millennial kingdom. And we can see that in Ezekiel chapter 34, verses 23 to 25. So how do we explain this? How do we explain? that when we miss the mark and we know God says to stop sinning, to come to our senses and stop sinning because bad company, corrupt good moral. So how is this all possible, right? Through mercy and grace. Mercy is when God does not give us what we deserve. And grace is when God gives us what we do not deserve why was God so merciful when David messed up so royally first? Because David genuinely repented. In the book of Psalms, chapter 51, after David committed murder and adultery, oh, you're talking about feeling. Uh, remorse and godly sorrow that psalm I say that we all need to chew on that when we miss the mark and we feel that sting we like oh man we mess up we go to that psalm and we cry out to God just like David and the Lord will hear our prayer Amen? Amen. Okay, so second, David was merciful to Saul when he could have killed him many times, but he refused to lift his hand against God's anointed, right? Third, David was merciful to Absalom when he attempted a coup. Four, David was kind to a crippled man named um, Mesibapheth. Oh my goodness, these biblical names. But anyway, that was Jonathan's son, because you know, Jonathan was Saul's, uh, son, and that was David's best friend, right? Okay. And so, and, and he let Jonathan's son, uh, live with him in a castle, uh, in his castle as one of his own sons. Amen. David sold mercy, and when he needed it the most, it returned to him like a boomerang. Amen. So, How can we honestly say that David was a man after God's own heart? Because he was hungry for God. I have never met anyone on fire and so hungry for God. And this is the pattern that we too need to take. That when we miss the mark, okay, we come, we go running to God, back to God. And that's the whole premise Right, of this ministry, back to God ministries, because just as a quick little interlude, when Jesus called me into this ministry of repentance, right, He wanted me to preach on. On repentance how we need to stop sinning how we need to stop turn think about the sin look at sin the way God does God hates sin he ain't playing with sin and he ain't playing with the sinner right because if you are new to this channel The Lord Jesus Christ did not call me to be a motivational speaker, so this channel will only deal about repentance, how we need to come out of our sins, turn back to God, and be encouraged. When we do, Mr. Mark, we have this this wonderful gift, but let's not get this thing twisted, Let's not be mistaken, my friend. God does not want us to be sinning. He wants us to be fashioned into the image of His Son and through the awesome and powerful work of the Holy Spirit, we will stay on that straight and narrow path, right? Right? Avoiding temptation at every course. Stop and think about what we are doing so that we don't fall into despair. We don't, we don't fall into this guilt and shame but if we Mr. Marcus we're not perfect we got that blood of Jesus not as a license to sin by no means but we have it as part of our salvation package amen amen okay so now look Uh Right. So now, right. So we can see how honestly that David was a man after his own heart because he was hungry for God. He sought after God. He had a passion for spiritual things and he tried to please God despite his failures. His action proved that he was a God chaser. Amen. Okay, so now look. Speaking of being a God chaser, let's, uh, speaking of being a God chaser, let's see what David did when he, okay, when he was back on track, (laughs) hallelujah, when he was back on that highway of repentance, that road to recovery. Look at what he accomplished, right? He he penned 73 Psalms of worship. He may have also written some of the 49 anonymous Psalms. These lyrics express his deep desire for God and his heartfelt worship. He positioned the Ark of the Covenant in Jerusalem. And by doing so, he made his capital God's headquarters on earth. He loved God's presence so much. He wanted to be close to it as possible, okay? He provided a new tabernacle to the house um, um, uh, for the Ark. This replaced Moses' tabernacle and revolved around uh, true worship rather than sacrifices and rituals and we can see that in second samuel 6 uh, verses 6 through 17 he promoted musicians and singers to full-time worshipers since he couldn't worship god 24 7 i guess he had to sleep right so david delegated others to do it and we can see this in first chronicles 16 verses 1 through 6 and also in um first chronicles uh, um, uh, verse uh, thirty-seven. He proclaimed his desire to build God a permanent temple. He felt guilty for living in a cedar palace while the Ark of the Covenant was in a tent, and told Nathan the prophet his dream to build a temple. And we can see that in Second Samuel chapter seven, verses one through fourteen. He planned and funded the temple out of his own treasury. <laughs> These wolves and sheep clothing, you all could take a note, uh, take a cue from David. He used his own money to build the empire. Amen. Okay, so, and we can see that. Um, Okay, uh no, right. So he um he planned and funded the temple, and when God refused for David to build the temple because he was a man of war, David stockpiled the material for Solomon, his son, a man of peace to build it. Okay, his perfect heart according to the King James Version, never turned to idolatry. Most of the 40-plus kings of Israel and Judah, including his own son Solomon, fell into idolatry, but David never did. We can see this in 1 Kings chapter 11.4. David, King David, was a pioneer in worship. Oh, absolutely he was, right? David was a man before his time, a New Testament man in the Old Testament era. He started worshiping Yahweh as a shepherd boy on his heart while tending sheep. God took notice of this and promoted him from the, pastor, um, from the pasture to the palace. Amen. Where he specialized in musical worship. Truly, truly, David was a man after God's own heart. Notice how God let him eat the showbread, which was reserved only for priests. Because you see, God allows us and gives us special privileges when he sees that... We are not in willful sin, but we will miss the mark, but we get right back up and get back on track and we let the kingdom of Satan know, oh, hello, don't get this twisted. Oh, I may have sinned. Yeah, I may have been doing something that God frowns on, but don't get this twisted. My heart is still for the kingdom and I'm going to get back up on track and all the more go forward to God and get on with the business at hand. Amen. Amen. Okay, so now look. Um, right, and also God allowed him to wear an, an ephod, which is a vest like priestly garment, right? When he danced before the ark, usually God kept the kingship and the priesthood strictly separated. In fact, King Saul was scolded for offering sacrifices, and Uzziah was stricken with leprosy for burning incense, right? He kept them two separate, and we can see that in 2 Chronicles chapter 26, verses 16 through 21, but David was a type of Christ, who is both our king and high priest. Who has called us to reign with Him as kings and priests? And we can see this in Revelation one six, Revelation five and ten. David expressed passion for God. Oh yes, he did. In Psalms uh, sixty three eight, David cries out, "My soul." follows hard after you. I love that phrase. My soul follows hard after you, Lord. And that message reads that, you know, I'm holding on to you for dear life, Lord. Absolutely. You know what? The gift of repentance, I am holding on to that. I see that as joy. I don't see, you know, um, accepting repentance and repenting as this, this hollow, uh, such a, a doom and gloom situation that I'm finding myself in. Yes, I feel terrible about how I feel, but the gift of repentance that when we confess our sins, hallelujah, according to 1 John 1 19, that God is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness Thank you, Heavenly Father. I receive my forgiveness, and I receive my cleansing, my purging from all unrighteousness. And going forward, I'm getting myself back on track, right? And move on with what God had called all of us to do. Amen. And finish that race and go on and get them crowns. Amen. Amen. Okay, so now in closing, David, right? Like I said, he was a God chaser. As, excuse me. As the deer pants for the water brooks, so my so pants my soul for you, O God. My soul thirsts for the living God. And that's Psalms 42 verses 1 through 2. David knew the secret of running after God instead of running away from him. David, like us, is full far from being perfect, but his heart and our hearts keep pursuing the one and only God who is perfect, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ of Nazareth. When he was in that garden after after Judas ratted him out, and when he said to those Roman officials, Who you come looking for? And they said, Jesus of Nazareth. And he said, I am he. Talk about power and authority. When he said that, they all fell out. Amen. Glory be to God. So there we go, my beloved stop sinning we all need to stop sinning our mindset need to be focused on jesus and the things of above and not on the cares of this world and not on the temptations of the world amen right we 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 gotta have we gotta set our mind and face as flint and get on with the business at hand, and that is doing what pleases the Father until He calls us home. Right? Amen. Amen. And with that, I say, be well. Let's stop sinning. Come out of our sin. But if we fall, us if we find ourselves slipping here and there, we get back up on that road to recovery and go through the door as a gift of repentance from our heavenly Father, the Son of the Living God. We love you, Lord Jesus. Thank you for rescuing us and saving us. And thank you for showing us who the Father is. He is a God of love and mercy and of wrath. Let's not get that twisted, people. He is a God of wrath. And with that, have a blessed day. And Lord willing, i talk to you all soon. Bye for now.